to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak. Hello and welcome. Welcome to an incredible interview. We've got Betsy Pate here. She's the author of the best-selling book, Become a Nutrition Ninja, and the recent Start Small, Live Big. Now, she's an award-winning business achiever, competitive weightlifter, and life strategist who hosts the popular podcast, The Art of Living Big. She's going to show us how to start small and live big. Let's welcome to the show right now, Betsy Paik. How are you, Betsy? Hey, thanks so much. Hey there. Thanks for having me. Good. I'm so happy to have you. Love the work you're doing and the message you're, spread, you're spreading right now. And really, it's about this idea of starting small and, you know, living big. And how did you get this idea? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I totally believe that we find our best ideas as we go through our struggles, right? So when we have our challenges and we learn how to work through those is really where we come out with just like such better knowledge and usually something to share with other people. And that's totally how it started for me. So about maybe five years ago, my daughter started having really bad anxiety and it got so bad that the school would call. So they would call and say that she just couldn't maintain in the classroom. And once that happened a couple times, she realized that was embarrassing. And so when she felt like she was having an anxiety attack, she would run to the bathroom and I would get these like terrible text messages from her that were, you know, desperate, come and get me mama. And so I did, and I brought her to a doctor, and one doctor said to her, you have an army in your brain, and your army is really strong, and we have to teach it that you're safe. And when she said this to my daughter, it hit me that my clients were experiencing so much of the same thing. So, you know, they weren't texting me crazy from the bathroom at work. And like a couple of them were, <laughs> but they were more having this apprehension that they couldn't figure out. You know, they would want to do something new or change their life in some way, but they couldn't quite make themselves do it. And I realized it was the same thing. And so I started working with my clients, doing the same thing with my daughter, that, you know, same thing with my clients that I did with my daughter. And it worked. So how did that, you know, how did you take those initial steps and what was, you know, what was the core thing that you were breaking down there? Yeah. So really what I did was I realized that it's your amygdala, right? So when you've got anxiety, it's really your amygdala in your brain that's trying to protect you, trying to stop you from doing something new because something new could get you killed according to your brain. And so with my clients, what I did was I just made them start really, really small. So for an example, I have a client named Nancy who is a really like powerful, incredible executive, but she really needed to add some more health and fitness into her life. And so one of the things that we worked on was to just have her start walking, which sounds small enough, but if you haven't done any exercise, that can be really overwhelming. And so I realized that every week when I checked in with her, she would say like, oh, I didn't do it. I just didn't get around to it. And so one day I said, you know what? This week, just put your workout clothes on. Like, I don't even want you to work out. I just want you to put on your workout clothes. And like, I know at that moment she was wondering what she was paying me for, <laughs> but she did it. And the following week I checked in with her and she said, yeah, of course I did. It was so small. 
Like it was so small, of course I did it. And so the following week I said, well, now put your workout clothes on, but also I just want you to walk like march in place during the commercials when you watch the news. And so at the end of the week, I asked her, contacted her and said, did you do it? And she said, actually, no, I only did it twice. And the third time I decided to just go for a walk. And I realized that motivation comes after action. And so if we could do some tiny, tiny thing to signal to our brains that we're moving forward, we're doing this thing, our brains will start to support us and start to increase the motivation to continue. So it was really powerful. And I became sort of obsessed with it. <laughs> and I started doing it with everybody and finding other people who had done this same type of thing. And it, it was just an amazing way to start making changes and to be a little kinder to yourself during you know, times of change and process. Right. That's one of the big things, right? People really beat themselves up. They're trying to make better food choices, move our bodies more, meditate, journal. All the things we know lead to a productive, vital life full of energy and vitality, those things that we want. Um, but So you're saying we should just start with one thing and not become so overwhelmed. Yeah. So, you know, I have a formula that I actually use. I, I call it the chase formula, um, but it's a framework that you can follow to be able to find your little tiny steps, your small steps. Um, I have a form that you can get for free on my website to do this, but really what it's about is just finding the vision of what you would like to become, right? So maybe right now you just feel like you don't have a whole lot of vitality and health and you'd like to get to the point where you're juicing twice a day. Well, if you just start to juice twice a day, like tomorrow, probably you'll last a day or two. And that change is so enormous that you can't continue it. Your body doesn't like it. Your brain is going, what are we doing? <laughs> and your motivation will drop. So instead, figure out, take that goal and just make it into as many teeny, teeny, tiny steps as you can. And some people have to go smaller than others and that's okay. But maybe for one day, you know, if this is a totally new idea to you, maybe one day you just look up juice and the next day you make a grocery list and then the next day you figure out one juice you're going to make and then the next day you buy the stuff to make it. Do you see what I'm saying? So you, you just try to make it just something so small that your brain doesn't trigger. Now, some people could jump immediately to finding their juice they want to make and buying the ingredients and the next day they could juice it. But if you feel any kind of apprehension, then that's just a sign that this is such a leap for you that you need to just go a little smaller. It doesn't mean you can't get there. It just means you're going to take a little bit of a different path, which I think is a much like healthier and happier way to start to achieve goals. Well, you've recently began your juicing journey, so I think it's really helpful to share with our audience uh, your introduction of integrating more juices, which that, that did for you with your initial cleanse to where you are now with it, we, and, and obviously you're glowing, and I know you're experiencing heat. I'm so glowy. <laughs> I see your eyes and your skin, um, and, right? And, right? And if you're listening to this as an audio, she is just glowing. So Betsy, can you share your journey with juicing and what that's done for you and, and how you start to integrate it? Yeah, you know, so it's sort of an interesting thing because I have always been into health and fitness. I used to own a gym and that was really a part of my lifestyle. 
But I found that last year when I started to write my latest book, Start Small, Live Big, I was really involved in all of these processes with my clients and working a lot. And I found I was starting to gain some weight, which didn't really feel that good to me. And so this, this like right after Christmas time, maybe like end of January, I sat in meditation and I meditate every day. And I said, body, you're just not doing what I would like you to do. And so what is it you need from me? And it was a very weird moment because there are times where I ask my intuition something in meditation and I hear nothing. <laughs> but this particular time I heard oh, vegetables <laughs> and it was a weird feeling. I felt it all over my body. Like I want vegetables. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> and so that's what I did. I just like Googled like how to get more vegetables and something came up with juicing. Now, I really like vegetables, so eating vegetables isn't an odd thing, but I realized that I couldn't even really remember the last time I really had a vegetable unless it was like covered in Thousand Island dressing, you know? I, and so I, I saw the juicing and I thought, I'm going to do that. And so the next day I got a juicer and, um, and then just started implementing this. I started, you know, once you find one little thing, it leads to the next leads to the next. And I started watching documentaries and listening to things online and um, just decided I was going to do a five-day juice cleanse. And that's how I was going to start. And um, so that's what I did. I actually had events planned. I had to judge a high school academic decathlon in the middle of it. But I just made my juice and packed them in a cooler and off I went. And I felt so amazing. That was February 22nd, actually, that I started that five-day juice cleanse. So it's been just over 30 days. And about two days ago, so I did my five-day juice cleanse and then started just juicing for breakfast and lunch and a snack and having dinner. And I noticed just a couple days ago that, like, my skin feels really good, like I'm... I've like the texture of my skin seems to change and I'm much more glowy. So I feel so much better. I've lost now close to 13 pounds and um, it's just really changed the way I look at food. Awesome. Awesome. Well, another transformation through juicing and, and something, and I find, you know, the more we do it and to make a habit out of it and starting small and growing, it's like we start to really miss that mm -hmm. juice. If we're too busy to make that juice, it's like, I've got to get my juice. How am I going to get my juice today? Are you finding that kind of thing? Yeah, and it's been sort of an adventure now. So now, like, if I'm out and about, I try to look for, like, juice bars that are nearby. And the vibe is always really good at those places. You know, it's a happy vibe. And it's been a lot of fun of research and get into, that, like, almost another little subculture out there. And I find now my family is wanting to do it, right? So they're starting to ask about it and they want me to make them a juice in the morning, which makes me feel good because I know they can see how good I feel and they want to join in. And then from there, it kind of opens your eyes to diet. I know you were looking at some books like the China study and things like that. What have you learned during that, uh, you know, digging deeper? Do you, and do you think juicing had something to do with your way that you were looking at food? 
Yeah, I mean, definitely it changed sort of the lens in which I saw what I was putting into my body. And, you know, I started watching a lot of documentaries on Netflix, which I always avoided before because I felt like I I have my nutrition certification, right? So my precision nutrition cert. And I felt like I knew what to eat. But when I opened my eyes and I realized that I knew what to eat, but I still wasn't doing it. So what about like all the people that don't know what to eat (laughs) and what are they doing? And I wondered what they had found in these documentaries and I started watching. And really what it's done for me is changed my view on protein um, and changed what I really what I feel like I want to put in my body in terms of ethically and from a compassion standpoint. And I think I avoided a lot of that stuff before because I do care about animals and I didn't want to know. Does that make sense? Like I didn't want to know anything bad. I didn't want to think that I was part of something that made me uncomfortable. And I also didn't want to see videos of anything yucky, you know, and I still still don't. Called the the mix. This. Oh, the the meat the uh, the matrix, right? Have you heard of the meat? Yeah. Whoops, I think I lost you a little bit. So yeah, the matrix is it's like a cartoon, like kind of a spin on the the matrix, and it explains sort of what happens with you know regular farming industry industry farming, and it's been really fascinating. So I've learned a little bit that way too. So you talk about the big life. How do you define what is the big life? Yeah, you you know, here's the thing about the big life. When people say to me like, well, I don't want to have a big life. I just want to be able to eat dinner every night with my family. That's your big life. Like somebody's big life doesn't compare to somebody else's big life. And really when I talk about like starting small to live big, living big for you may simply be juicing once a day and being consistent with that. And that's awesome because all that, all that means is that you're finding the thing for you that makes you feel the best, that makes you come alive. And really what the world needs is a bunch of people that have found the thing that makes them come alive. And so living big for me is going to be, you know, having close relationships with my husband and my daughter and being able to have adventures, um, seeing new things and traveling. Um, being able to share my message, that's living big to me. And living big, you know, to you might be sharing your message of juicing and helping people and seeing that whole process of transformation. So I think it's specific for everybody. And I don't want that to ever like scare people that it means it has to be some overwhelming, big, huge goal because it doesn't. It just has to be the thing that makes you come alive is what's living big for you. What's you talk about happiness in the book and you have some strategies on how we can increase our happiness. What's one way we can, you know, start to experience and increase more happiness? Yeah. When I talk to my clients, when I first, when they first come to me and we chat, I ask them, you know, what would you like to see different? And almost always they know all the things that they don't want. Like they wish their boss hated them or their coworkers were more positive or their husband appreciated the things that they did at home and the things that they did at work and, you know, all these different things. 
But one of the biggest, biggest ways that you could start to increase your happiness is to create like a gratitude journal or or every moment moment when you wake up in the morning, think of three things you really love about your life. Because when you can start to shift that focus, and it sounds so hokey, but it's science. You know, it, it's scientific that if you change that focus to something that, that you're happy about. You know, when I wake up in the morning, I make sure the moment I sit up, I think, I'm so excited for this day. Like, that's the first thing I think. I'm so excited for this day. I wonder what sort of miracles will happen today. And then, what you know, we all have our little routine. I lean over and kiss my dog. <laughs> and I think, I'm so happy that I have this dog. I feel so grateful that I have such great pets. You know, and I do the happy, I'm happy for this. I'm so grateful. All the way downstairs, you know, through my toothbrushing routine because I'm, I have toothpaste, like that's, a miracle to some people somewhere, you know? And when I get downstairs, then all of a sudden, I, I've spent 10 minutes being so full of gratitude, like I can barely stand it. <laughs> and so it sounds sort of hokey and maybe a little woo-woo and like that won't really work, but 100% of the people that I have do this, I have them write down three things when they start their day it changes the way their brain starts to process the information that they get every day. And so it's an incredible way to see things. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you sort of how it manifested itself for me was when I wanted to buy my juicer and I went and bought a juicer at Target and I got it home and it had been used and put back in the box. And so I returned it and they didn't have any more and I got out in the car and I thought, I'm so bummed. Like I really wanted to start juicing. But in my head, because I have this way of seeing the world, I thought, oh, I must have been buying the wrong juicer. Like I must, the universe just saved me from buying a crappy juicer at Target. <laughs> and so I did some research and realized that really there was a better place for me to buy my juicer. And I bought more of an intermediate juicer and I found a coupon. And I was like, see, because I had changed my mindset, I didn't get all upset and throw in the towel. I knew there was something better for me and I got really excited to find it. And we're going to get you into one of those Green Star Elite juicers, my I'm favorite. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm going to get me one of those for sure. I'm excited about that. Oh, you're going to love that juicer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is amazing. So, it's a lot to take in and your book and your message. So, if we said, if it was, people are tuning in right now and they're like, okay, this sounds great, but now where do I start? What are three actionable steps that we can take? to start implementing the idea, the psychology of starting small, living big. Um, all right, you've got me, Betsy. How do we start all this? Yeah. So the very first thing I would say is to develop a vision. And maybe that's a vision for your whole life. Maybe that's a vision for one particular area. But if you can create a really clear vision of what it is you'd like, maybe you develop like a dream day. Like, this is how, if the world was perfect, what my life would be like. And one thing that I find with people is that they have been designing their life based on what they think other people would like for them to do. And so, you know, at, in the end of the day, they realize they've been living for somebody else. The things they're doing every day aren't even something that they want. And so when they can shift that and they can start to create their 
own vision, like write it out, type it out. Nobody else has to see it. And that's powerful because then you write what's really in your heart. The other tip that I have is to write down, not necessarily um, like the final version of your perfect life, but how you'd like to feel. So like if you'd like to really feel deep connection with friends and family, the universe will figure out how that's going to happen. And it's going to be better than you even thought. But if you can know how you want to feel, you can start to implement and start to create that feeling now. So create your vision, include feelings in it, and then just figure out one small step you could take to move towards that vision. So one tiny thing. So Maybe it's that right now you work for a company and you hate it and it's not your passion. It's not your vision. And, you know, you work in accounting and you always wanted to be a graphic designer. Okay. So let's say that's your deal. And so a perfect life for you would be a graphic designer, but immediately in your head, cause your amygdala wants to stop you from doing something new and scary. Immediately in your head, you say, I'm too old for that. I don't want to go back to school. I don't want to. But if the feeling is the feeling of being creative and the feeling of making something new, well, then your small step could be finding a free class online where you could learn how to develop something new, where you could learn how to use a new software program. Or maybe you want to start writing and you open a, start a blog. And then there would be small steps for that. So create your vision, find out the feeling you want, and leave it open to lots of different things, and then just break down your small steps. And again, that form that I have, it's called the Chase Formula, and it's the Chase Framework that's on my website, and you can find that. It's in my book as well. But you can download that for free, and that will actually walk you through that whole process of how to find the small steps and how to do that. So I think that that's a really powerful thing, having the vision, though, because lots of times we just, you know, we, we are not happy, but we got no vision for where we want to be. So creating that is so powerful. Great, great tips. So what's the best way for our viewers or listeners to get a hold of you? And I know the website is BetsyPake.com. Is that the best yeah. way to, uh, to, to track you down? Yeah, I mean, my website's got everything on there and links to my podcast and my Facebook group and all that. But I'm on every kind of social media at Betsy Paik. So my latest obsession is Snapchat. You can find me juicing all over Snapchat. Ah, <laughs> love it. You get, yeah, I, I got to get on Snapchat. I haven't been on that platform yet. God, there's, there's like a new one all the time now, isn't there? Right? Well, and I feel very young and hip. Because I'm on Snapchat, you know? <laughs> uh, awesome, Betsy. So, you know what? We're going to uh, take some questions. If anyone, if you're watching on Facebook and you want to uh, dive deeper on any of the areas we covered today with Betsy, go ahead and type in your question below. And if you're watching on the webinar, then you can go ahead and type in in the chat room or you can actually join us live in the group here. If you raise your hand, you guys know how to do that. Go ahead and raise your hand. I'll make you a panelist and you can come on and you can connect with Betsy and I and that's an option for you too. So either type in your questions uh, or you can join us live if you're in the group with us or if you're watching on Facebook, type it in below. I see Sheila over there and uh, Karen's with us and Wendy. So go ahead and type in and we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to dive deeper with Betsy. And if that's, you know, something that we didn't cover, 
What are some of the other areas that you uh, go into in the book, Betsy? Um, so the first like three or four chapters of the book are really like the how to, you know, how to implement this. Um, and I kind of tell my story and how I learned some of the lessons I did. I actually owned a business that I hated <laughs> and it was so difficult because, you know, people believed in me and, and my husband supported me when I decided to leave my corporate job to even start this business. And so then to come out and say, I hate it <laughs> was really horrifying. But I talk about that process and kind of how the whole Start Small Live Big kind of came to be was really honoring that thing inside myself that said, you know, that was part of my journey. It wasn't a failure. And, and this, is, this is what I'm going to do now and how that happens. And then the whole rest of the book is really awesome stories of other people. And, you know, I have a story on there of a couple that, uh, you know, middle class, you wouldn't think they were struggling financially, but underneath they were extremely pressed financially. And what they ended up doing, and I tell the whole story in the book, but what they ended up doing was actually um, moving into an RV park with their family. They live in 241 square feet with four kids. So there's six of them. But it began this whole experience where they realized how full their life could be without all this extra stuff and without this stress. And so then they started helping other people do it. And now they're opening up a nonprofit to create a way for people that are struggling to still stay together and still stay in safe shelter, but get their feet back under them. So I, I just so think that when we have our struggles and if your listeners are struggling with something right now, you don't know what your candle is until you've been in the dark. And so be grateful that you're in the dark because something wonderful is coming. I see we had one question come in here. And uh, how do you figure out your passion? Because obviously you're living your passion as an entrepreneur. How, do you, how does one tap yeah. into that so they can start living a better life even with their job? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really good question and a question a lot of people have. And I think sometimes we think like, I have to figure this thing out. I have to know specifically what it is that I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And I had a lot of trial and error in that area. But I think really what the key is, is to figure out how you want to feel. And I know I mentioned that before, but I think when you know the, how you'd like to feel, then you can start to search for things that bring you that feeling. And then your intuition makes it much easier to be able to tell, is this the right direction or is that the right direction? And I know for me, when I started my gym, I thought, this is it. This is my passion. But there were triggers for me. There were things in the back where I wasn't having the feeling I wanted to have. And if I had known to pay attention to that way back then, <laughs> I could have saved myself a lot. So I think just remembering the things that bring you the feelings that you want to have is a really great path. And I will say one other thing. I talk to women a lot and they don't know even what they want to feel, but they know what they want for their kids. 
And so often the feelings you want for your kids is the same as what you want for yourself, right? Because you sort of project that. I want them to feel fulfilled. I want them to feel like a connection to, you know, so think about how you want your kids to feel when they, when they grow up or if they're about to head off to college or what are the things you want them to experience feelings wise? And many times that reflects what you really want for yourself too. We had a comment uh, to the tune of that from Wendy. I struggle with vision. Yes, passion too. Different now in my mid-50s. Yeah, yeah. You you know, I'm in my mid-40s, and I do think that things start to change. You know, the things you value, the things that you want in your life definitely change. I think one of the biggest things that I noticed started happening to me and when I was interviewing people for the book is that they did believe that their age was going to, was going to prohibit them from maybe continuing on a path that they wanted to. And, you know, I have some stories in the book of people that really made changes much later. But I think to just recognize that you you don't maybe you don't have to have a vision for your whole entire life but if you can tap into those feelings you can find a vision for something specific so maybe building a, more adventure into your life you know maybe if you love juicing well maybe f- for you just getting out and visiting some different juice bars in your area will spark something you'll meet somebody you'll see something in you know in the magazine section or a brochure they have and and that will get your interest and then if you kind of follow the little breadcrumbs you'll start to find something that really interests you and that can ignite something that you never even expected so as we sit here right now you may have no idea but as you start to kind of follow those breadcrumbs and keep your mind open to what could be, you know, you'll find, you'll start to find things come to you. Which we found, we have a Juice Guru certification program. So the people that are getting healthier with juicing, some of them are realizing, wow, I really want to live uh, my passion and do this. And we have now, we have people opening up juice bars and yoga studios in their own homes and leading cleanses and just getting people daily juicing. You can really build a business out of it now. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that anything you love, you can figure out a way to make money because if you love it, then you're, you have this energy about it. And when you want to, you're coming from a good kind place where you really want to help people. I, I think that success is just inevitable with that kind of combination. And the good news is you can escape the nine to five. You don't have to be a slave to your work or to someone else and you can live your passion. Uh, yeah. Betsy, thank you so much for being here on this yeah. training. Uh, again, Sheila had asked the name of the book and it's Start Small, Live Big. You can find it on Amazon. It's at our website at BetsyPake.com, B-E-T-S-Y-P-A-K-E.com. We'll have links below the video as well and the show notes too for this episode of Juice Guru Radio. Betsy, anything to say in closing to sum up or anything we didn't touch on or any final uh, message to our listeners and viewers? Yeah, I think just be kind to yourself. Know that you are on a journey that's separate from everybody else's. There's so much greatness waiting for you and coming to you. If you can just let down your guard a little bit and just know that the path will unfold as you start to follow those little nuggets and you start to just go really small so that you can continue to walk the path. There's so much good out there for everybody. I'm excited to, to kind of hear your group and if anybody comes up with any ideas after hearing this interview. Yeah, go ahead and contact Betsy directly. You can send her an email. And yeah. uh, one final word was, who knows, maybe I'll sell micro sprouts to my co-op. 
<laughs> thank you. She really got a lot out of the session. I'm sure everyone else did. And those who are going to watch the replay, thank you from the Juice Crew Academy for tuning in. Betsy, thank you for being here with us. I love yes. your message and I love all the work you're doing. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Betsy Pig right here in the Juice Crew Academy. I'm Steve Prusak and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at JuiceGuruRadio.com. Until next time, get your juice on.